And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative and just plain right, saving the world one soundbite at a time. Good interview with Congressman Moore. I really appreciate his time. So um, uh, just got a question a moment ago. Let me find it. Where'd it go? It was uh, on our text line. Text lines are open, by the way. You want to text in 833-687-4448. That's 833-68-RIGHT. That's the phone number here at the studio. Text or call. By the way, if you text for the very first time, text the word right side. It's all one word. Text the word right side uh, to that number, 833-68-RIGHT. And then you'll get an automatic response back that says something like, hey, you right side ruffian, thanks for joining us. Uh, and then just tell us, like, your first name and where you're from. After that, you know, we'll be, you know, chiming in on stuff you send in. So we've got already text messages flying in. TC from Priceville, Missy from Falkville, John from Huntsville. Um, a new one today. Thank you on the text line. Kathy from Birmingham. Uh, Juan from Newmarket. Got a question here. This is a good one. Cynthia from Claiborne County. So uh, good question, Cynthia. She says, um, I've been watching this, but can someone explain to me why a Democrat is listed on the board for the potential of being Speaker of the House when the Republicans are the ones who have the House? Said, I've been watching some of it and keeping uh, and keep seeing the Democrat on there. Yeah, that's because, uh, well, first of all, they're certainly allowed to nominate. Uh, The two major parties each put up their nominations and they know that Hakeem Jeffries is, you know, he doesn't have a snowball's chance. Although it's a very narrow majority, so they just keep on working, and it's part of the process. You also have them with the uh, they they take nominations from the floor. So the two nominations of the two parties come out. Republicans have been nominating Kevin McCarthy, uh, by and large, uh, and then the Democrat caucus has been nominating um, Hakeem Jeffries, their majority leader. He's I mean minority leader, and then you have um, the opportunity for. Um, Floor nominations and the floor nominations thus far have been like Byron Donalds, um, Jim Jordan, and a few others. So when you see in the vote count right now, I'm looking. So we we have we have actually three four names up right now. They're in the ninth round. Uh, so Cynthia, the, the, right now we got Hakeem Jeffries from the Democrats. We've got uh, Representative Kevin McCarthy, of course, from the Republicans. Then you have two other Republicans that were nominated from the floor, one being Representative Byron Donalds, who already has five votes, and Representative Kevin Hearn, who Barry Moore just talked about, um, who has two votes. Uh, So, yeah, we technically have four nominees uh, on the floor. That's that's the deal. So, yeah, bottom line is uh, Cynthia and anybody else who's been wondering, uh, you are um, allowed to make the uh, the nomination. And your party can vote for its person, even though they know they may not win. It's somewhat symbolic, but then again, it's certainly allowed by the rules. Uh, got several new listeners that just literally popped in. Um, uh, who all we got there? Uh, Dylan from Athens. Glad you're with us. Appreciate you, man. Uh, thanks for joining the show. Uh, so, yeah, Dylan from Athens is new on the string. And then uh, I just saw, too, uh, somebody that says right side ruffian. Well, that that, that works. Uh, Boomer will find out who they are. <laughs> so uh, we got two new ones that, uh, that just jumped in. Brian from Huntsville says, unless you have an automatic loader, it's loader load Sabo. Sorry, Brian. You're the tanker. I'm an infantry guy. Anyway, he says the gunner is a bit out of place to load rounds. Okay, fine. <laughs> loader load Sabo, then. I got it. Anyway, um, and then uh, uh, we got uh, Tony from Piedmont says the establishment is squirming right now. And he says, quoting a Brit, he says, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. And I totally agree. Uh, by the way, the, uh, uh, the new texter is uh, K. 
Kenneth from Hartzell. So, Kenneth, uh, glad you're with us, man. Thanks for joining the show. Um, TC from Priceful on the text line says he thinks that McCarthy and Gates ought to settle this with dueling flitlocks at dawn. <laughs> but he also says, seriously, though, I firmly stand with that small group of conservatives who will not stand for any more swamp rats in positions of power. Um, we're going to have some. There's going to be there's going to be some of what I would call the establishment folks who have been there because seniority rules the day in uh, in the, the chambers uh, of, of Congress and, and the Senate. And so we're going to wind up having some of what I would call the establishment type um, Republicans who are going to wind up being committee chairmen. But, but some are not. Like we know that uh, Jim Jordan, he doesn't want to be speaker. But Jim Jordan's ultra conservative and he's going to be the cha- chair of judiciary. That's going to be great. Um, so we'll wait and see what happens. Um, anyway, more to come on this. We got plenty. I got number one on the Triple Dipper here, Congressional Chess. We're still kicking it off. I got a stack of stuff. We're going to walk down the line on what did Trump say last night? Well, it turns out that what I got a report of yesterday, I think it was Missy from Falkville may have sent me that yesterday. That was a, uh, that was a fake news release. That wasn't real. He did not withdraw his support of uh, Kevin McCarthy, as near as I can tell. Uh, I do have a story here that will cover down what Trump is saying currently. Um, I say currently because that can change. And then uh, I've got plenty of others, too, like Club for Growth, which I talked about with Barry Moore. That's, that's hugely interesting, and I'll explain why that's so important. And then Dan Crenshaw. Yeah, you know, I like that one-eyed frog man. Um, uh, I like his service, but um, he's wrong on this one. He's absolutely wrong. He needs, to, he needs to chill the rhetoric and recognize that what's happening right now is what's supposed to be happening. So much as I like the dude, I want to see him take a chill pill. But we'll talk about it when I get back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, Congressional Chess, Part 3. Y'all stay tuned. Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Alabama syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio. Phil Williams here live in the Right Side Studios, hour number two already. Local, state, national, covering down on all the issues. And like the dude just said, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Um, wow. I mean, hour two. I'm not sure where hour one went. Hour two. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Uh, and, and, you know, even with the tech glitches and everything else, we're just the clock that keeps on ticking, apparently. The clock that keeps on ticking. I will tell everybody right now, if you're trying to watch the show on our website, for some reason that server is down, but you can watch the show. Not um, our on server, YouTube. their server, right? Yeah, yeah, not our server, their server, our website server. 
And uh, so you can watch the watch it on YouTube right now. Just look it up on Right Side Radio. Our YouTube channel is up and going. Isn't that That's funny? Right. Because YouTube is the one that tries to deplatform us once in a while. <laughs> so I'm just waiting. But and then also I think it's up on our Facebook as well. Okay, Facebook, yep. YouTube, Instagram. Uh, not Instagram right now. Instagram's being a little. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I brought bringing up, the wrong up those. Thing. Sorry, man. <laughs> there you were. All just chipper and laying it out clear, and I had to go there. Oh, I do have something real quick. What's that? Uh, okay, so I was telling you earlier at the uh, beginning of the show, I was watching for the first time. I didn't know they had to nominate um, out loud every single time. A formal nomination. A formal nomination. It was very yeah. interesting to me hearing the actual nomination. It's not just a, I nominate this person. It's like a... Oh, yeah, they make a speech. They, they, it's like they, a speech, yeah. They, they lay out their arguments why and wherefore, and they you know, talk them up to the, to, the, to the members of the body. Yeah. And it's also, by the way, it's a formal process. It has to be done that way by uh, the rules of parliamentary procedure. It has to be presented to the body, literally, mm. uh, by, um, by you know, voice, and then, act, uh, and then there's a roll call vote. They can't just you know, take a show of hands or something. They have to do an actual roll call vote and get it on the record. Wow. It's, it's, it's pretty fascinating. I mean, in the state legislature, it was the same way. The processes were very much the same. We elected our leaders. Oftentimes in caucus, we knew who we were going to go out on the floor and elect. We still had to do it on the floor because the actual record or the journal, they call it, the journal of the Congress or the journal of the state senator, whichever body you're in, uh, has to be annotated to show that there was an actual motion, a second, uh, you know, a nomination, whatever the case may be, and then uh, a true vote. Okay, one other question. Yeah. When you nominate somebody, the person that is being nominated, do they have to know you're nominating them? <laughs> oh, not necessarily. I mean, because, I mean, if somebody nominated, I mean, for, I'm sure if they nominated Trump, that, that he would know about it. But, I mean, I, I, what I, if? I need to find out because I heard that Matt Gates nominated Trump this morning. I, oh. don't, I don't know if that really happened because I was not able to, to be where I could watch it. Mm -hmm. um, but... No, I mean, it, it, you know, what you don't want to see is people trivializing this by making fake nominations or, or you know, um, sort of straw man nominations. Uh, and some of this is being, I will say this, the one thing that I've got an issue with on the 21 who are holding out is that they have not been consistent in their nomination. The names keep coming out there. Jim Jordan, you know, uh, mm. Matt Gates, uh, uh, Andy Biggs, and then uh, now, now Keith or Kevin Hearn. And I'm like, okay, look, y'all. If you say you really want somebody else, then make it like you really want somebody else and right. not just whatever name is available at the time. Um, hmm. Anyway, uh, that answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good question. Thank you. Uh, and I, I, by the way, Missy from Faultville just sent in. I said something earlier about um, she had sent me a, a, what looked like a press release for Trump yesterday withdrawing his support um, from uh, Kevin McCarthy. And she just said, you know, hey, sorry, I had no idea it wasn't real. And it, neither did I, Missy. I mean, it was... It was about as uh, good. It even sounded like something Trump would say. Um, but uh, so, no, no worries. Um, okay, let me move into my stack of stuff because here it is. We've already done the first hour, Boomer, and I have not picked up the first of my stack of articles to go with yet. Um, and, uh, and by the way, I'll note that Dan Crenshaw is on the screen right now uh, having himself another heated moment uh, with uh, Neil Cavuto on Fox. Um, uh, the vote count on both CNN and Fox News on the big screens here in the studio shows that it appears that Kevin McCarthy has already lost the ninth round of voting uh, because he can't lose more than four. He's already lost 12, and the counts are still going. So, yeah, there's that. Um, so what do they want? You know, one thing that Dan Crenshaw said yesterday is, 
Uh, in fact, I, let me dig through. I'm going to find that article. I'll do that one first. Since he's on the screen right now, I'll just talk about the Frogman. So the Frogman's up there. By the way, they call themselves Frogman. Um, but uh, former Navy SEAL, now turned congressman, article here in National Review, uh, dated yesterday. Dan Crenshaw blasts the GOP holdouts on House Speaker vote. Quote, tell us what you actually want or shut the blank up. Um, first of all, Crenshaw's wrong for that attitude, in my opinion. Wrong. I don't mind him being irritated. I don't mind him wishing they would get on board. But to say that they are not saying what they want, first of all, Representative Crenshaw, you're not on the teams anymore. We're not in a place right now where good order and discipline requires the following of orders of the one person who's in charge of the team. You're not on a military mission where life or death means everybody getting in sync and doing the exact same things or having their jobs so outlined that they know what their role is. That's not this. This is politics. This is debate. This is public discourse. This is the establishment of policy. This is entirely different than your time in the teams. So you can't look at them and complain that they're not getting on board or acting in a functional way to benefit the team. They are. In fact, they believe as strongly as you say you believe in your piece. So Dan Crenshaw is just wrong on this. And I like Dan Crenshaw personally. I'd love to have him on the show. We may have to reach out and see if we can get him on later after he calms down and takes a Valium. But, um, but he literally came out yesterday saying, quote, they need to be men and adults and say what they want instead of playing these little games. That's what they're asking. That's what I've asked them. Some of them are my friends. Stop saying platitudes like Washington is broken. We can't do the status quo. Well, Washington is broken, and they're tired of the status quo. So what's your point? Well, his point is he doesn't know what they want. Yes, he does. He knows exactly what they want. So the next story I've got here, Fox News has a piece that talks about some of the concessions being made to the Freedom Caucus members who are holding out. And I'll be honest with you, you know, they're not scary. At least they're not scary if you're conservative. Um, you know, the one thing that I heard yesterday that made me think, hmm, I guess I see it, is there are some who are concerned, some of the hand-ringers are concerned, if we give everyone everything they want now, it'll never end. We'll, we'll, we'll wind up having to We'll wind up having to, you know, every time we have a scary vote, they'll be wanting things. Um, well, if that happens, deal with it. That's what leadership is about, is herding cats. Leadership is about getting people to do those things they might not otherwise have done on their own. That's leadership. But what they're asking for is very clear. They've been asking for things like procedural and rule change and bills to vote on. On the bills to vote on, the Freedom Caucus has been clearly asking for the opportunity to get a floor vote, a simple up or down vote on term limits, on limited spending, balancing the budget, uh, and on having more opportunity to read the bills before they come to a vote. Mm, how bad is that? I heard Dana Prino this morning, who I usually agree with, saying, that's just notional. These are votes that are that symbolic only. It doesn't mean anything. Why would they do it? They can't pass it through the Senate. So what? It's important to get these things on the record, partly because you told your constituents you would, and partly because it makes a permanent record of where the establishment will vote. If they won't vote for term limits, but their commercials on TV during their last campaign said they would, aha, that's worth talking about. So they're asking for those things. What are they asking for in terms of procedural and all that? Well, first of all, they want to know that if they're ever dissatisfied with the speaker, if anyone's dissatisfied with the speaker, that a member of the majority party can make a motion on the floor to have the speaker vacate the chair. That's how they got rid of John Boehner. And aren't we glad? 
John Boehner, I think I was tired of him. Uh, I don't know about the rest of y'all, but personally, I don't think it hurt the nation that John Boehner was asked to vacate the chair. Well, Nancy Pelosi changed the rules so that couldn't happen again. We're looking at going back to where it was, but they don't want to go back to where it was because no one wants to deal with having to lose their job. So what they're asking for is, number one, that a very small minority, maybe as low as one, can make a motion. It still has to prevail on a vote. It's not like you can say, you know, vacate the chair, and then that, that ruins things. No, anybody can make a motion at the proper time. And there are some motions that are proper at any time, like a motion to adjourn. A motion to adjourn is always in order. That's the rule. Um, so they're asking for that. And then the other thing they're asking for are positions of decision-making possibilities, like the rules chairman, or not rules chairman, rules committee. The rules committee is the one that decides what bills come to the floor, and it's called passing them out of rules. And the rules committee is one of the most powerful committees in Congress because you may chair House Ways and Means, you may chair House Armed Services, but if your bill gets out of House Armed Services and you can't get it out of rules, it still doesn't come to a floor vote because rules sets the calendar. Rules is the one that puts the bills on the floor and tells you what order you're going to vote on them in. And the Freedom Caucus is asking for the opportunity to have some of their more conservative members on the Rules Committee. I'm for that. Representative Don Bacon is right now on CNN just crying in the microphone. He was so whiny earlier, he can't believe they're doing this. They're wrongheaded. How dare they? Sir, this is debate. If you can't handle debate, you don't need to be in Congress. There you go. Um, <laughs> Boomer, I am just slowly working my way through this this whole segment. <laughs> it's all right. It's just it's just inching along. It's, There's a lot to cover. Target <laughs> I mean, rich. Target rich environment. <laughs> target rich. Yes. All right. Take me to a break, brother. We'll do that right now. We'll come right back. And uh, I already got some new textures on the line again. And I see somebody, uh, Rita from Scottsboro. Dan Crenshaw this morning said called some of the senators terrorists. He sounds more like a Democrat. Mm, that's a crying shame, too. All right, folks. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We will be right back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right, making it cool to be a conservative. Hey, uh, this topic that we're on right now is probably one of the more engaging topics we've had. The text lines are blowing up. People are calling in. We had a congressman on just a little while ago to talk about it. So it's all good stuff. Uh, let me jump on the phones right now. Line one, is that Jeff? Yeah, Jeff from Indiana. Jeff Rowe, how you doing today, man? Oh, I'm doing pretty good today, Phil. Good. <laughs> Sitting home again. Oh, well. plant burnt down last night. So. Oh, no. Your <laughs> well, plant burnt down. had a major down. fire, yeah. Well, I had a major fire anyway, so. Wow. Uh, but, Anybody hurt? Yeah. 
No, everybody got out fine. It 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 catches on fire pretty often. It's it's a metal foundry, so <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> major fires now and then. So that's that's never no, what you no, want to hear no, that no, your no, place no. of work catches on fire pretty often. I hate hearing that kind of thing. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's not good, but I'll take the time off too. <laughs> as much as I work, I'm ready for a break again. <laughs> All right, well, there's the high side, I guess. But uh, what's on your mind today, yeah. man? Oh, uh, you know, McCarthy, uh, you know, he's a politician. Uh, he can tell all these people that he, he'll do what they want him to do and everything, but then he can do like all politicians do and just, just uh, it's not written in stone. It's not a contract. I guess he can uh, renege on everything, can he? Uh, yes and no. Um, he, he could renege. Good luck getting away with that because everything's been very public and out in the open and no one's going to be able to say you didn't do it. But the other thing is, some of what he's, he's talking about, like when he says rule changes, those are actually rules that are in the books. You have, to, you have to abide by the established rules of Congress. And once they're changed, you can't do anything different unless you change the rules again. Um, and then the, uh, the, the potential for seats on the uh, committees, once you've been seated on a committee, uh, you have to be officially removed from the committee. Uh, so if they get seats on rules or some of the other major committees uh, as part of these concessions, you can't just change the mind the next day. You, you literally have a, a process that goes through that's uh, open and transparent. And so anyway, bottom line is once he makes the promises, he's going to be stuck with it, in my opinion, for the most part. Mm, well, I see. I didn't know that. I, I figured it'd be like most politicians that could just promise you their world and <laughs> and then just say, oh, I, I didn't really mean that, you know, now that I've got an office. I, I, I would suspect so. there's some things that he could – he could use proxies to help him finagle. Like, you know, if he if he promised as a speaker to get an up or down vote on a bill and then the rules committee wouldn't do it or the committee where it was located wouldn't bring it to a vote um, or if just delayed and delayed and delayed and then amended the bill to where it wasn't what they wanted. I could see where he could uh, he could do some things without having to look like he's the one doing it. I've seen that happen before. But um, yeah. I think for the most part, once he makes these concessions, uh, it's real. I hope so. Uh, I mean, I, I fully figure that he's got probably going to be in our, our next speaker. But you know, I hope they hope they get what they want because it's it's like uh, with uh, Mansion and everything. He, you know, he was the one lone holdout and everything, and you know, he pretty much made him God. You know, in the Democrat Party there for a while until he, <laughs> until he's they've uh, got more of the majority now. But uh, you, you but know, that, you, that's another problem. You, you, just, you just brought up a good point, though, Jeff. I mean, all these folks who are wringing their hands, they were loving it when uh, Manchin was gumming up the works for them when they were not the ones in the majority. That's uh, that's a great point. I hadn't thought of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like I say, it, it, when it comes down to this close of uh, uh, you know, margins and stuff, you know, you, when you're the, well, the Gang of Seven, remember how they used to control everything and stuff? Oh, yeah. You know, just – just a few people can can go together and and you know basically control everything. Uh, I think that's what the pro- make biggest problem with the United States is that we've only got just basically a two party system. And if you're a different, you know, I think we should be more like uh, Israel, where you got all you got you've got a certain basically have a coalition between different parties just to rule, and you know you got to compromise. Then, where right now we've got you know Democrats or Republican. If you're something else, you're just out of the loop. Well, we, and, uh, we've we've had we've had more parties like the Whig Party back in the 1800s. Uh, the Whig Party yeah. is what birthed the Republicans because of what we're seeing right now. The Whig Party could no longer contain some of the more conservative members who became Republicans, and now Republicans are the dominant party, and the Whigs are gone. So I, I wouldn't be a right. bit surprised to see sometime in the next 15 to 20 years 
that the far left side of the Democrats or the more far right side of the Republicans uh, truly begin to break off and just settle for being a caucus unto themselves. We'll see. Yeah, hopefully something happens because, like I say, it's and th- unless things change, we're <laughs> this country's pretty much doomed, and it's got to people's got to wake up and and see that that if they don't see it now, it's going to be too late for long. Well, we'll see how this fleshes out. Right now, it looks like, though, McCarthy has already lost vote number nine. I'm looking at the vote count, and uh, ain't no way he's going to get it. He's already down by 20. So, um, who, would you, who would you want in there, Phil? Uh, right now, I mean, uh, I think I would be happy with Jim Jordan. I said that a few weeks ago. Uh, be happy with Jim Jordan. Oh, yeah. uh, I think Steve Scalise is good. I like Andy Biggs. Um, but, uh, but we'll see. I think Byron Donalds is a good dude. I think he's got a great future, but I don't think he's got enough experience to be Speaker of the House yet. Um, yeah. But we'll see. Hey, man, we're up against the break. Appreciate you, Jeff. You have a great day, bud. Have a good day. All right, bud. Um, wow. I'm not hearing music yet, Boomer, but I know we're there. So I <laughs> it's so close. So close. Um, all right, listen, we're going to come right back. I'm going to keep this thing going. Congressional chess, because there's a vote count that is almost finished. We'll talk about that when we get back. I've got a few other things going on, like uh, what's going on with um, what did Byron Donalds himself say? And then what's up with Club for Growth? What do they mean when they talk about primaries? It's a, it's a, to me, it's a game changer. We'll talk about that when we get back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. back right side radio solid conservative just plain right covering all over north alabama i'm talking about down south of birmingham up north of huntsville tuscaloosa back over to gadsden parts of georgia tennessee and mississippi thrown in just for good measure uh by the way it is official uh mccarthy have just lost his ninth ballot um uh, and he didn't even move the needle 21 again yeah, he's down by 21 17 voted for representative donald's three for hearn and uh, one for uh, just abstaining in general. So, yeah, the, the Republicans got some work to do. And uh, anyway, it, it's going to happen. Uh, and, and just, I mean, people are talking about how, like one Democrat stood up goes, this is hurting our national security. Shut up. <laughs> Sit down. The Russians are not attacking right now like we can't get something done. Um, th- this is it's making us a laughingstock. No, it's not. Have you seen how many nations around the world have to build what they call coalition governments and they fight for weeks? I mean, they can't seat the government until they've worked with the various factions. I mean, what we're watching right now is democracy. Uh, we're we're going to get there. We're going to get there soon. 
Um, so just stand by. Got a bunch of new textures, by the way. Dang, man, they keep coming in. Um, if you want to text in or call in for that matter, the number is the same number, 833-687-4448. That's 833-68-RIGHT. Uh, welcome to several new ones. Uh, I just saw another one uh, just texted in. Don't have his location yet. Um, calls himself G.I. Joe. So, uh, And by the way, G.I. Joe has a question. Uh, what is it about McCarthy? He's not getting the votes. Well, we've been talking about that for days, uh, Joe. Uh, I don't know if I can go back into that all fully right now. But um, the end result is it's not truly McCarthy as much as it is procedures and rules and wanting some things to be different. There are some, there are a few I hear that are, are mad at McCarthy himself because he didn't support them during their last elections. But there are mostly, the, the ones who are holding out are mostly holding out because what they, they want are some substantive changes to the way Congress runs because it's just been a good old boys club that spends money and doesn't allow for transparency. They want some of those things to change. So there's a, about the briefest answer I can give you, Joe. Welcome to the show, by the way. Uh, just saw Sid from Hartzell is new. Uh, Sid, glad you're in the in the in the the show here with us. Who did we have a minute ago? Was it Sue from Smoke Rise? I don't see it on there, but I know we had a. Is that right? I think it was Sue from Smoke Rise. I don't see it now though. She's like like it's disappeared from my my queue here. Um, I don't know where it went. Yours disappeared too. She was legit, right? That was we were looking at that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Sue from Smoke Rise, Alabama. I didn't know where that was. I think uh, it's close to Warrior, is what they said. And then now the text just disappeared well uh nonetheless we do have several new ones <laughs> on top of that and uh and we appreciate it um all right hey listen what did trump say story townhall.com katie pavlich wrote a piece that came out this morning uh there was a there was a fake story out there that trump had withdrawn his support from kevin mccarthy not so um he's kind of playing it cool though i will say that he's starting to he's starting to sound a little bit middle of the road his words, this is a quote from Trump that was issued last night, quoted in townhall.com. It says, very good things are happening behind the scenes for the Republican Party. Intense but smart negotiations between great and patriotic people are ongoing. They all love our country and they want something to go forward ASAP. This event will end up making the Republican Party stronger and more united than ever. Our nation's at stake. Stay tuned and make America great again. That does sound like Trump. Uh, and that is apparently officially from a press release that was issued um, through his uh, platform, Truth Social. Um, and then you've got Club for Growth. Okay, those of y'all that ain't familiar, you, know, you hear about special interests and PACs and things like that. Well, believe it or not, some of those are truly conservative. Club for Growth is the most conservative uh, organization that I can think of out there that supports candidates. And Club for Growth is not afraid to get involved in a primary. So a lot of these PACs, they won't do anything until the primary is over because they don't want to waste their money and maybe lose it. Club for Growth is one of those that's willing to go to bat. If you have a longtime incumbent and they think they've got a good conservative candidate to give them a run for their money, they'll jump in there with millions of dollars and help fund that primary to try and get a conservative in place of an old establishment incumbent. And they've done it multiple times. So Club for Growth um, is an organization I used to be. I was a Club for Growth Foundation fellow myself. Uh, went through a bunch of their their seminars and and and, and had a chance to uh, you know be in uh, in the in places where we got to listen to Mark Meadows and Chip Roy and some others along the way. Uh, it was worth my time, I can tell you. Well, here's the thing. There's a there's a negotiation ongoing right now. 
Club for Growth has said that they will openly, and by the way, Club for Growth is very Freedom Caucus oriented, very much so. So Club for Growth has said that if the, the super PAC that is chaired by McCarthy as the majority leader for the House, if the super PAC called the Congressional Leadership Fund, which, by the way, is really an incumbent protection, that's all that is, it's incumbent protection. It's designed to make sure that no one can challenge the people who feel like they want to stay there. You want to stay there, we'll protect you. Well, that, that really gets irritating when you consider what it takes to then overcome that. Um, if someone's saying, hey, you know, that, that Congress has been there forever, not doing a thing, not very conservative, I'm going to run against him. Well, that takes millions of dollars. And if they've got the backing of the Congressional Leadership Fund, the incumbent can just kind of go, woohoo. Um, the primary is going to be a whole lot harder to deal with. Club for Growth has now said that if the, the, the Congressional Leadership Fund, the super PAC that protects incumbents, will stop supporting open seat primaries, in other words, don't get in there and handpick your, your candidate, then, then and not grant resources to other super PACs to do the same thing, then, and then, you know, and also, by the way, not engaging so heavily in incumbent protection that Club for Growth will support Kevin McCarthy. And that was David McIntosh, the president of Club for Growth, who, by the way, when I kicked off this show uh, in July of 21, the very first guest I had was David McIntosh, the national president of Club for Growth. Uh, anyway, um, that's interesting to me. You're looking at an outside major force in conservative politics saying, we'll support you, sir if you'll start allowing conservatives to run without all the incumbent protection blocking it. That's, that's big doings, y'all. Um, okay, what else have I got here? Uh, I think I'll move past that story. We've kind of covered it. I'll move past that story. We kind of already covered it. We'll move past that story. I think I've kind of covered it. Boomer, I think I'm winding it down, man. I think I'm getting there. Um, Going through the list. One story that I do have from National Review. Oh, I'm sorry, from Just the News. Justthenews.com is saying that this conservative revolt, they're calling it, against McCarthy, is poised to spread to others in the GOP establishment. Don't think, don't think that won't happen. I mean, I mean I'm saying, what I'm saying is don't be surprised if that happens. Uh, I said the other day, and I don't know who came up with this phrase, genius, the Republicans have a mech problem, a mech problem. They have McConnell, McCarthy, and McDaniel, the chair of the uh, Republican National Committee. They got a mech problem. Well, McConnell's out there doing the goodwill tour with Biden yesterday, and they're talking about how we are getting so many things done to spend the infrastructure bill to build a bridge in Kentucky. Well, okay, great. How about this? You start seeing conservatives getting emboldened in the House, you may see them get emboldened in the Senate. And McConnell, who, by the way, has got to be aging out of the opportunity to keep doing this pretty soon, um, you may see McDaniel. Um, that, that sentiment begins to sway away from McDaniel, who, by the way, is coming up for a vote. She may or may not be able to prevail as the continuing chair. She appears to have the votes right now, but so did McCarthy. So we'll see what happens. But justthenews.com is purporting that what we're seeing right now is something that they say could generate sentiment that goes to others in the GOP establishment. That will be interesting. And the last one I've got is from PJ Media. So PJ Media put out a story yesterday. It's really, I think, more of an editorial. They, they really don't um, cite a lot of, like, polling statistics. But they say in this article 
that there's a significant majority of Republican voters who agree with what they refer to as the GOP rebels. You know, my sense is that's probably correct. The, the chattering class, the, uh, the establishment class, the, the folks who are used to being there, and, and also, by the way, the ones who live off the dollars that come from knowing the right people in Congress and Senate and all that, kind, they're not happy right now. They're worried because they've been making their plans around what it will mean to have Kevin McCarthy be the Speaker of the House. They've got all their relationships lined up. They've been working hard to support his super PAC. They're, they're looking at what it means to work with him on committees. They know who they've told him they hope will be a committee chair. They, 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 they know what they've got to do to kind of keep the gravy train rolling. Wait a minute. It's not Kevin McCarthy? Holy crap. Now we've got to start over. Well, that's the chattering class. That's the establishment and lobbying class. And by the way, they're not all bad. They're not all bad. I, I learned that quickly in, in Montgomery, that not everybody who has the job of a lobbyist is a bad person, all right? It's like saying all lawyers are bad or all police officers are bad or whatever. No, there might be a few bad apples, but a lot of them are good. But what we're seeing right now, though, is that that class of, of folks, they definitely want Kevin McCarthy. They're comfortable there. They know what they've got. But the base, the voters the people who send people to D.C., by and large are saying, man, we want more conservative principles. We don't disagree with what's being asked for. Now, we can see where you might concede a little bit here and there. They're asking for, like one of the concessions is, only one member of the body has to, nomin- or has to move to vacate the chair and try to remove the speaker. I'm okay with it being five. Five is achievable. If you can't get five, you shouldn't even be making the, the vote, the, the, the nomination or the, or the motion to begin with. I could see a little bit of negotiation, but the principles they're asking for, I agree with this article on PJ Media. I think most Americans are looking to see how this goes because we want something to go differently in D.C. We need it. We've had Pelosi just shoving things down our throat for the last two years. We've had Adam Schiff and Swalwell and, and all of them just having their way and it's saying whatever they want, leaking things to the media, and then literally acting in a non-transparent way. We've got to move forward. We've got to do things differently. I think the vast majority of Americans is going to watch this outcome of Kevin McCarthy, may or may not get the speakership. In the end, it's still going to work, and it may actually work better. And Boomer, I think that's enough on that topic. What do you think? (laughs) I'm going to go to a break right now. Boom shakalaka, take me to a break. We'll do that right now. We'll come right back. And I am moving the number two in the triple dipper. Tell John from Huntsville I'm moving on. Bill Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. back phil williams right side radio solid conservative just plain right yeah making it cool to be a conservative hey um listen uh, we've got uh, plenty of activity on the text line i mean this has probably been one of the most active 
textings uh, that we've had and that I can think of. I mean, it's like, wow, lots of new people, lots of activity. I can tell this is a topic that engages the audience. Uh, we just had one, too, by the way. Uh, where'd it go? I just, let's, oh, Tony from Piedmont. Um, Tony from Piedmont just said uh, he'd rather go back to Afghanistan than go to Washington, D.C., but he may try to unseat Mike Rogers. <laughs> and I said, all right, man. I said, whoa, keep me posted. He said, Roger. Um, so, all right, Tony. If you're in the running, let me know. So uh, yeah, I got what? a quick question, real quick before we move on. All right. For McCarthy, in, in you know, while he's being nominated so many times and for about the, to go the tenth time, for the tenth time, yeah, yeah. So they're, they're, they're doing it now. So what do you see? Do you see him ever not wanting, to like, or more so, giving up his nomination and nominating someone else, like for the good of the order, stepping aside? Correct. Or not, is that too much of a? You know, thing for him. I'd say not yet. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's all for him. I mean, certainly you don't want to be the guy who who thought you had it and then you didn't and you stepped aside and then lost your opportunity to be the Speaker of the House. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, So I would I would I would recognize how bad that would make the dude feel. But in the bigger picture, here's part of what we're dealing with, I would think. There are 200, 90 percent of the GOP caucus supports Kevin McCarthy, 90 percent. There are 10% who are holding out. Now, by number and by rule, that's enough. But those 10%, if the 10% are successful in making McCarthy step aside and it not being uh, him, uh, then I think the other 90% is going to have a whole lot more um, angst than they would if they just get some concessions and get the votes. Yeah. In other words, the, 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 the 90%, they're gonna they're gonna live with the concessions, and the truth be told, it's not gonna be bad. They, they you know they they all say they're conservative, so why not act like it? But if the ninety percent does not get the speaker of the house that they thought they were going to, they're gonna be ticked for the next two years. Mm. And and I I think I think the good of the order is gonna be find the negotiated settlement and watch Kevin McCarthy get elected. That's that's what I anticipate is gonna happen. But we got a ways to go. Mm-hmm. And on those settlements. I mean, will uh, we ever know what they're talking about? Oh yeah, you mean okay. the concessions? Yeah, the concessions. Oh yeah, they'll make it known. Okay, they have to. I mean, there, there, there's ain't no way no reporter is going to sit idly by <laughs> and go, "I'm sorry, you won't tell me." It's not going right. to happen. Somebody from the somebody would if, if, but you know what though, it it wouldn't be a leak. Somebody would just wind up saying, "Yeah, here's the here's the official release. I've determined to give," and they've done that so far. And I will say this: Kevin McCarthy has already given quite a few concessions. Mm. There's a few more things they're holding out on. Uh, and some of these, and somebody asked me on a text a minute ago, they're doing, they're doing the tenth vote or something, and, and why keep doing vote after vote if you know you don't have it yet? I think part of that is symbology. I think part of it is because that's what they're up there to do. Mm. But then the other thing I think it is, it's also wearing people down, um, because every time they go to a vote, I guarantee you the phones begin ringing in the congressman's office. Um, constituents are texting them. It's not like I'm the only one that has all their personal cell phone numbers. A lot mm. of people do. And, uh, and so they're, they're getting blown up, some good, some bad. And at some point, everybody gets tired, like any other job. And, um, you know, I, I hear people joke all the time, well, how hard can it be? It's freaking hard. I'll be honest with you. The state Senate, we would have all-nighters. We would literally go down there, and you'd be in the, in the Senate chamber for 24 straight hours. And if you don't think that's tiring— you know, wrangling on a bill, checking on the amendments, knowing which way you're about to vote. What did he just say? Why did she say that? And, you know, it's it's mental and physical. So don't think this ain't tiring. It is. Mm, man.
Wow. I get it. All right. Thanks. That oh, was perfect. That was a good rabbit trail. <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, I'm not even sure that I have time to kick off my next dipper. John from Huntsville. I'm sorry, man. John's already texting in. I'm ready for dipper number two. That was uh, my fault, John. That was my fault. <laughs> it was a boomer, boomer rant. No, we had a ton of texts come in, so I'll go through some of those real quickly before we hit the top of the hour. Um, uh, by the way, um, what are we seeing here? Zach from Hartzell is saying something about uh, one of the channels. Um, yeah, they uh, they they just switched to Fox News. Uh, yeah, you know what? Which, by the way, I'm so glad. Yes, absolutely. Our Huntsville affiliate, which I've been on now for a year and a half, every time we'd go to break and, and I could hear the news, it's like they would contradict me. They, I'd, I'd be on there going, well, this should never happen. They'd come back on and go, so important that this happens. <laughs> or, or I'd say, you know, vaccine mandate. Mandates are bad. Government needs to get out of our business. They'd come on and go, it's important that everyone gets their vaccine. <laughs> I'm like, So... I'm on board, Zach. I'm so glad that we're moving to uh, Fox News for the uh, mid-cycle breaks on our Huntsville affiliates. Uh, what else we got there? Uh, John from Huntsville, I already quoted him, although he did say, by the way, he thinks Chuck Norris ought to be Speaker of the House. Start roundhouse Chuck kicking Norris. some of those Republicans. I used to know so many Chuck Norris jokes. Those were the best. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a, there's a, we, ought, we could do a whole half hour on Chuck Norris jokes. Yes. Um, uh, Chuck Norris says, but anyway... Uh, Andy from Arab, uh, one of our paratrooper buddies, uh, with the 82nd airborne and all that. But, uh, he says Michael Berry and Dan Crenshaw had a falling out two Texans. Uh, Dan's an American hero. Didn't mean to mention your competition. <laughs> He's, but, um, yeah, Michael Berry's another radio show, but he says, Michael mentioned how politics can bend common sense sometimes. I, yeah, I, I see it. I'm wondering, I mean, I think we're finding out that, that Dan Crenshaw is not near as conservative as we would have thought. But he just had a meltdown a moment ago on on Neil Cavuto. Uh, I couldn't hear it, but I saw some of the subtitles. Um, interesting. David from Huntsville. He said Heritage Action supports conservative candidates also. You are right, David. You are so right. Paul from Athens. Crenshaw's right there with Tom Cotton and McConnell now on the bad list. That's a crying shame, man. Um, and Bill from Huntsville. We are a representative Republican, not a democracy. Sorry, Bill. Thanks, man. Okay. Going to a break. Those text threads. I'm telling you. Wow. <laughs> Bill Williams, Right Side Radio. Boomer and I are right back. 